0: Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, and I have quite a gift for you today. I had the privilege of being interviewed on the Right Now Show podcast with Zach Day, And uh, that podcast focuses on what life is like for people in their 20s, right? Uh, Zach, Drew and Jake are all in their 20s and they really have a very interesting perspective on life and growth and going for your dream and really making things happen that early in age. And they invited me on to talk into that age range because now at 44, I have a lot of perspective I didn't have back then. So it was really great to just uh, touch base with these guys. They're out killing it. They're doing amazing things. And uh, so if you're in your 20s or just want to, kind of reminisce and go back. Um, This is a great episode where we go very deep and we get very vulnerable with what it takes to grow, especially as a man, what it takes to grow and what it takes to become uh, the person that you want to be and go for those dreams and actually achieve them. So if that's something that sparks a fire in your heart, keep on listening. Hello and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now. Let's get on with the show.
1: Welcome to the Right Now Show. This show is all about inspiring our generation, people in their 20s to go out and actually go for your dream, to find out what your purpose and your mission in life is. And I know that you listening, you are capable of so much more than you can possibly imagine. And I want you to go out and I want you to make that happen And on this show, we're going to bring on people that have inspired us, that are absolutely just crushing it in life and have overcome insane odds. And this show is called The Right Now Show because the only thing that is truly real is this moment. Let's get into the show.
2: You okay. want an intro? Uh, I'm good this time, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wait a minute, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm alright this time. Sometimes I actually don't like doing truth, I just go right into it. Yeah, dude. Not wrong getting right, right the nitty gritty. Yeah, I think we should go around the room and just be like, uh, like, what are you grateful for? Josh, you want to start us off?
0: Of course, I do. <laughs> what am I grateful for? Today, I'm grateful for waking up and having another opportunity to to just enjoy this thing we call life
3: um yeah that's a good one
1: you don't got nothing today no no today (laughs) i'm
3: grateful for being able to like go for a run you know i had a solid run today yeah um i felt pretty good and uh yeah gotta go train do some legs grateful for that too won't be after but
2: i'm grateful for this man um you know obviously i don't get to come home a lot and see you guys as much anymore but I, anytime we do get
1: together, it's it's always the best time. So this is it for me for right here. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful for all three of you guys. I mean, you guys definitely have all been an inspiration in my life. So Every single one of you guys you guys are brothers to me. So extremely g- grateful for that That's
3: awesome. Yeah, oh, you're deep. gonna get a little tear here <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's emotional. Um, I have like a, a new game. It's called how deep can you go? So it's like we just pull a card and you have to answer the question First. Yeah, dude, yeah, let me go first. No, I want to. Wait, does that have to be a top one? Or it doesn't matter? It don't he matter. matter. He, he's
3: he's setting, setting them up. He's, <laughs> like
2: he's setting them up. All right. Oh, this is only level one. I feel yeah. like it might not be that good. All right. What is the first thing you think people notice about you? Oh, that's a good one, dude. I never thought about that before. The first thing I think people notice about me? Um, Honestly, dude. I mean, this might not be like the answer they're looking for, but I feel like if I'm in a good mood, I feel like it's 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 my smile. I feel like I feel like I smile. radiate. I feel like I radiate. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Give, give a smile to the camera. Nah, no,
1: dude. It's not in it's <laughs> not not a good mood.
2: <laughs> like, like, this, this isn't the first time we met.
1: You know what I mean? It's just. I'll pull it up. It so yeah, much yeah, yeah. You, you have to pull it up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. There what it is. But yeah, I don't know. Especially the creepy smile.
2: The creepy smile. Yeah, like you have like a creepy. The smile. upper lip rolled up. Yeah, there you go. That one, <laughs> like, like the Conor McGregor smile. Oh, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, when he just like dude. looks, he's like.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a thumbnail right there. Yeah, just yeah, for sure. When did you cry the hardest? Oh, this is deep. I mean, yeah, probably when my dad died. That was a quick one. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. All right. Let's start with level one.
0: What's something your parents warned you about that ended up true? Oh, good question. They warned me about a lot of things. <laughs> me too. It would have to, it wasn't a warning. It was more of a guidance. And it was that, that God was the answer. Going up, when I was growing up, I was, go, went to church and kind of forced to go to church and didn't really like it at all. And then at a certain point in my 20s, I was more atheist because I just pushed back against all of that stuff. Didn't really get much into it and just, yeah. And then my mother, funny enough, and goodness of her heart, she would, if I would say something like universe, she'd say, you mean God? And I'd be like, no, I said universe, right? And but she just always like a little bit of salt here and there, and then mm, coming back around to my forties now, it's I'm coming full circle around, and now we have deep conversations about spirituality, and you know I'm I'm even closer to God now than I've ever been in my life. But so it wasn't much of, as much of a warning as it was a a uh, kind of guidance through. But I've been on all sides of that subject, and it's been it's been quite a ride. That'd be
1: my answer.
3: Yeah, I can relate oh, yeah. to that heavily because same thing with me. I grew up. Um... Catholic, mm. going to church, I was confirmed Catholic from like eighth grade. But I know, I just didn't like going to church, I was forced to go to church, but mm-hmm. I, I liked the belief behind it. Yeah. And then I started being not atheist, but I was just like, you know what, I don't, I'm not gonna do this anymore, I'm not gonna. Mm. And same thing, like right now I'm in my 20s, but I'm starting to get towards that whole spiritual aspect of okay. it, and I'm starting to appreciate it more. Um, so yeah, same thing, like I totally, mm went away from it and then starting to go towards it for sure
2: then i'm gonna third this (laughs) because i'm 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 kind of in i for the past couple years i'm kind of in like that limbo you know because same thing grew up catholic forced to go to church and then i was like you know what i'm done dude when i was like 18 pretty much when i was on my own i was like i can't do this anymore probably because it probably because it was forced you know what i mean i just and being rebellious, I'm like, since you made me do it, I'm not doing it anymore, like that kind of thing. And now I'm like, <clears throat> obviously we've been doing the whole spiritual, I mean, I've, I've gotten into the spiritual aspect since like, it's probably like my fourth year now, you know, meditating, doing all that stuff, affirmations. But just, I'm, I'm still in that limbo of, not necessarily even with like God in the universe, but more so what do I believe, you know? But I feel like that, that changes. The, like experiences you go through, people you meet, the things you believe in start to change, you know? Yeah. But it's just, not that it's necessarily a bad place to be, but mm-hmm. just kinda, I'm still, you know, I'm still grown up, so to speak, yeah. you
1: know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's I would say like I never didn't believe, but there was definitely a time, like early 20s, where I was like, I don't really know what to believe. Yeah. Yeah. But the last couple of years, like just like surrounding myself with people who do believe has really catalysted oh, yeah. big time. And like go into like those events yeah like you, you kind of almost like god speak through you mm. and like i see people like like you like yourself like you just let god speak through you and like i'm like wow this is real now it's crazy but i kind of want to connect it
3: two like with your dad passing yeah. and like what was your
1: um thought with belief at that time mm-hmm. i'm not even sure i mean i think i believed in god but i guess like you know how how could God let that happen kind of Mm. thing you know I can see that but I think there's like definitely an afterlife I kind of believe that heaven is a place on earth and I think he's given me signs and stuff like that so that's kind of helped me believe him even more now
2: yeah it's interesting yeah
1: Yeah. there's certain things in life that happen
0: and especially I found in like late 30s, early 40s when you start getting kind of like midlife and you're thinking, okay, what's this whole thing mean? What have I achieved? What does this whole thing called life mean? And then things start happening. You're either building businesses or families or whatever. And the next thing you know, you get to a position where things are happening and you just can't explain them. Everyone says, you know, abundance of the universe and abundance of God and all these kinds of things. But when you finally tap into that stream Just by being grateful and just by being happy Mm -hmm. and just by by seeing the best in things and it starts to happen for you. None of it is logical. Because you were doing the same thing before, but you just switched the mindset. Same approach, different mindset. You get a completely different result. And you're like, wait a minute here. So if I'm just grateful all the time, life just it's much simpler. Yeah. That's why the first thing when I wake up in the morning, I say, Thank you, God, for one more day. I'm gonna make you proud today. Yeah. Right? That's the first thing I say every time my eyes wake, they (laughs) pop open. I breathe and like Thank you for another one, I get another one, thank you. You start that way every single day, you really don't have bad days, right? The the, the level of success is I woke up. Not that I have to have a million dollars here or buy this car or that house. You just say, wow, and then all of a sudden everything else lights up and things happen. Like you're gonna have clients that are gonna be a pain in the neck, you're gonna have things happen to you in life, but then when you find, you start gratefully, you're like, all right, well, what am I supposed to learn from this? This is a lesson. It's not a problem, it's a lesson. So what am I supposed to learn? God is handing me this to learn something. Mm. But, yeah, you count
3: your blessings versus yeah. your um your downfalls. You don't even think like you just think about all the things that you have, not yeah. what you don't have.
2: The, the, when I was talking about like affirmation and stuff earlier, I have this really long uh not even like a thread, but a really long just in my notes. Mm-hmm. Every I went through this phase probably like two years ago. And I just recently started picking up again. Every time I would wake up in the morning, I would type in my notes, something I was grateful for. Nice. And it's, it's crazy how the world would come full circle. Cause it got, cause there's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, but I was just, it was literally just the simplest thing. The one day I woke up, I was like, I'm thankful I have working arms. Mm-hmm. And then I went to work later that day. And I literally like, I was on a call and I met a dude who just had like one arm mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like that's so weird because literally just this morning I'm like I'm just grateful for working arms and just seeing this guy having one and the situation and stuff he was in I was like that's it that was weird you know it was kind of like a whoa that it was a, a sign yeah yeah I was like that like it's not for nothing you know what I mean for sure
0: but I bet you he's happy he has one working arm exactly think about you it you know
2: yeah because yeah. I mean I hate saying it but it's true someone always has it worse you know what I mean yeah and before, I see a lot of that in my job unfortunately every day but it's just I, the little things like that. I, had
0: a, I have a friend that years ago they were Christian and then they both were atheists for the longest time. <laughs> they just didn't believe in anything, right? And they started to go back into Christianity, probably in their 30s. You know, they had two kids and all that. And, and they were kind of like with them on that journey uh, from a distance, but still with them. And I'll never forget it. Uh, Brad's the guy's name. He, he said to me one time, he said, you know, Josh, I noticed something that the most successful people I surround myself with, they believe in God. And I'm like, and I was at that point, you know, not really I believed in a God, but not really any kind of organized theory around it. Right. But uh, so we started talking a little bit more about that. And he's like, Yeah, I see the most successful business people, they're they're Christians, they're they're people of of faith. And I said, that's bullshit, right? There's no way that's that's the case, because I know it can be the opposite too. The crazy part is that as i started to progress on my journey i noticed that as well they became uh they got into the church heavily they sold everything in america and went to china for eight years and lived there as missionaries they went from atheists to full-blown missionary christians in some of the worst parts of the world right and it's like they're in india they're in all these crazy places serving it's like they were just pulled right into this thing, because once you get started with it, like you just, you open up this whole world of possibility of helping and serving. And I see how successful they are now and what they do, and some of the most successful men and women that I know have a good, solid faith. Yeah. Because there's certain things, especially as you grow, guys, and you get older in life and all this, that there's certain things that you just have to rely on faith for. There's no logical sense to any of it when you think about it. It's like, how is this all happening right now? And just, thank you.
2: And that's, uh, it's crazy. That's fu- that's so funny you say, because I had one of those moments about a month ago now. Yeah. I, I told you guys a little bit about it, but I, I do not ever tell the full-blown story, and I'm not gonna tell it right now because it takes a lot of time. But long story short, we had a shooting at work, and we chased this dude all the way up into another county, and I'm sitting there at two in the morning in in the woods. It's dark, i by myself, I have-, I have my gun out just, Not knowing if this dude has, you know, his gun zeroed in on me, but I'm, I'm ready. And I was just kind of like everything that happened. It was just kind of like, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's next, but everything up to this point, you know, I was okay. Everyone else was okay. And it was just kind of one of those things. I had to rely on faith and I was just like, you know what I was like, I'm alive. Thank you. And then the night just took care of itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it was one of those things, man. That was one of the first thoughts as I'm sitting there, you know, two three in the morning. I'm with with a, a fucking hand like my gun of all things out. I'm just like I'm like, Yo oh, like yo, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, thanks, man, man but yeah. Yeah. shit. It was a, yeah, it was a crazy couple of days that kinda just made me it was you couldn't have said it better, it made me just I didn't have anyone except my faith. Yeah. Cause I mean, nothing on this earth it's going to stop a bullet if it's coming for you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I was just, I was like, all right, man, we're just going to sit here hope for the best, right. yeah. and we're still here, so Kay. we're doing all right, you know?
1: What do you think the intuition is? Like that inner voice, that pulling thing, you, got, you think it's intuition, you think it's your heart, or do you think it's God?
0: Inner voice in what way, what do you mean?
1: Your intuition. Like, like knowing? That? Yeah, it's like it's like not really like your mind tells you but like you just feel some type of way and Like you your kind gut of go, feeling. Yeah gut feeling inner yeah. voice yeah. intuition, whatever you want to call it. I feel like that's God
0: It is I believe it's his guidance. Yeah We just have to tap into it. let trying mm-hmm. to get out of here and get the here, right? Because when we're in here everything makes sense mm-hmm. So we're up here trying to figure it out and be so logical about everything that it doesn't all the math doesn't compute but when you're feeling it moving forward It's it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a beautiful flow state just to be in.
1: What are some ways you've you've done that? You've gotten out of here and gotten into here.
0: Doing things that are really uncomfortable. Yeah. Proving it to yourself over and over because your mind is never going to be your friend. It's always going to make you smaller, lesser, worthless. It's its job Mm -hmm. to keep you safe and small. Right. And everything we want is bigger than that. So, it's constantly proving to ourselves that we'll do the the stuff that. Our brain is telling us is insane, you know, cold water immersion and running long distances and just doing crazy things, hiking crazy places, and you keep proving yourself over and over again that you're gonna do that. And I, I believe that it kind of puts a check on what's going on in your mind and you can start leading more well with your heart. Cause once you're down there, you know, in your heart moving forward, time stops. And yeah. you just you know how it is. You guys have probably done something in your life where you're just doing it and you're like, oh my God, it's already five o'clock? Or it's two o'clock in the morning, like what the, where did the time go? Like that's flow state. My goal was how do I get in flow state as often as I possibly can? Because that's where I'm happiest, right? And that's where I can serve at the highest level. So it is a muscle, it's built. You, you learn that as you go forward. But I've given all that, so I've surrendered all that to God. That mm. it's, it's just that intuition, it's his guidance. You know, how can I, that's one of the things that I ask each day, how can I um, receive more love and guidance each day, you know, and just surrender to what it is right. and not try to figure it out, just accept it as it is, you know? That's another thing is death is a big piece, right? There's something as a child, I was always scared of dying and all this kind of thing and, you know, scared of making bad decisions that could potentially impact me and I thought uh, dumb stuff. Yeah. But there was always this deeper fear of being alone or, or dead and, after I started dealing with those things, started to unpack those things, and I said, you know what? An Ace actually, he said, you know, we were having a conversation about this, and he says, you know, I'm preparing here on Earth to be the warrior that God needs me to be in the next life, mm-hmm. in the next, next level. I'm oh, preparing yeah. now, so I wanna go there wide open, ready. Yep. And then I add to that, I said, because when he wants you and your ticket's up, he's gonna pull you, he needs you. Mm-hmm. Until then, we're here training like, man, you think about a mission, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. I right? think about it. Kind, <laughs> of, mission, scary. Yeah.
2: kind, kind of, of scary. Kind of crazy. Dude. And it's
0: like, when he pulls a ticket, you don't have a choice. Let's go. Now, you can obviously impact that by doing really stupid things or not taking care of yourself. Right. But I believe when the ticket's pulled, I'm ready, sir. Let's go.
1: You think there's hell?
0: I do believe so, yeah. I
1: believe that there's...
0: There has to be a balance... Right, yeah. there has to be a balance of both. It can't all just be positive. Mm-hmm. There has to be the contrast in order to keep one making sense. Yeah, in order
1: for, for there to be good, there must be evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like good one exists. What's it's that? the yin and the yang. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. That, I heard,
2: um, I, recent, I revisited one of Evan Brin's podcasts back when he, like, when, like, he was on Hot boxing. Yeah. And he said, similar to this realm, about like when you die and stuff, and he was like, when you're, when you're truly living, he's like, you don't care when you go. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of like, he was telling his story, how he just kind of let go, like surrendered it all. Yeah. And he's like, he just woke up one day. He's like, you know, he's like, fuck it. He's like, maybe today's the day. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's that faith. Yeah. That and it's just, faith? But that's the thing part part it kind of just like hands off, like, hey, because it's not your choice. You know, yeah. you, you're going when you're going.
0: <laughs> well, as humans, we want certainty. That's right. one of our top needs, Over our six human needs, is certainty. So we want everything to be certain, do a certain thing, show up at a certain time, do it a certain way. Everything is so certain, that's all up here. The problem is life is everything but certain. Yeah. And most of the suffering that, you, that anybody will manage in their life is mostly because they focus on self. They focus on themselves, like I don't have enough or I'm not enough or whatever it might be, right? So with that being the case, if we spin that around and say, look, We don't necessarily need to focus on self as much. If you surrender, if you surrender, if you are a believer and you surrender to God and you say, hey, I'm here, use me. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm here for, use me. I don't care about the control part of things. I've got to do certain things. Just, I'm going to look for your guidance. I'm going to look for your grace and I'm going to move through. And when you're ready, I'm ready, right? And I'll never forget when we came off the mountain In Colorado, we were coming down from Grayson Tories. Mm -hmm. And I was with Jesse coming through and it was lightning was bouncing off the, (laughs) you know, off the mountains. There's nothing. You're the tallest point. It's raining, hailing, sleeting. It's all that stuff just downpouring. And I'm walking along there feeling completely exposed and vulnerable because, I mean, lightning, you don't know where I was going to come from.
1: Especially when you're 14,000 foot up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're moving down through. You're
0: not quite thinking straight to begin with, but I'm moving down through and I've never felt more free in my life. Yeah. Because as I'm walking through, I'm having a, that's why I love being out in the middle of nature like that. I'm having a conversation with God just saying like, this is just so gorgeous. And it scares you because you know that the elements could take you down in a second. One stupid move and you go off an edge or you twist an ankle or break something. And what do you get? How are you going to get off the hill? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's and then the lightning bolts and the, the all that stuff coming down. And I'm just like, you're funny you're testing me right now aren't you and I was like if you want me take me if not I'm gonna just continue on my path Hmm. just surrender I'm like I I don't have control over that piece right I just don't have control and I don't want control over it it's time to just be and there's something so freeing about that surrendering to not thinking like I can control that if I just eat all this or I just do all this exercise and I can control how long I live maybe I guess we won't know for a while, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, right? right. <laughs> but it, again, I, I said before, it's a matter of knowing that you do have an impact on that. You know, if you eat McDonald's every day and sit in your ass watching TV, you're probably going to lead a, a more horrible life than right. if somebody's actually moving around that's full of life and vitality. But at the same time, we don't know when that card's going to be pulled. And there's those times are the times for me that really strengthen my faith because I feel like I'm with him out there.
1: Yeah, I feel that. Well, speaking of cards being pulled, you still got a card. Oh, yes. <laughs>
3: <clears throat> uh, what is your favorite compliment someone has given you? Um, hmm. Favorite compliment? First thing. I, compliment. Um, I would say a hard worker. That would probably be like one of the ones that i personally because i i i try and be a hard worker who every single day hmm?
1: who gave it who gave it to you um
3: patience honestly yeah. patience and my supervisors um i've had friends telling me i've had um acquaintances just uh people surrounding me yeah and um whenever someone says that i'm like or disciplines another one mm-hmm. <clears throat> like me telling people with you know doing marathons ultra marathons Ironmans, they're like well, you must be disciplined. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's, you're a hard worker. I'm like, well, thank you. He's like, that's, I, I like that because that's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to be a hard worker. Trying to I would be also say
1: you're uh, extremely giving. Like you, you don't have any problem giving at all. Like when we come over here, like you're always giving food, um, your value to people, like teaching people, like you love teaching people the new things. So I would say giving for sure. Mm. That's, that would be probably be my compliment to you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like to give. Um, especially in my line of work I mean that's all I do yeah true that's all I do is give yep um it's definitely <clears throat> very uh, rewarding but it's honestly it's what I want to do it's what I like to do it's what gives me happiness yep. is giving is giving to other people yeah
1: Love that. Cool. I think we're we're warmed up now. I'm pulling dude, <laughs> I want it. pulled another one. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I, I just want
0: to I just want to This is gonna be a card podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it, this is fun. Yeah, last so one
2: was it, level yeah. one, this is level three. Yeah, dude. The, I mean, you know, yeah. This one might be a little harder. What question have you always asked yourself since you were a kid? That's easy. Because I still ask myself every day, what's this all for? Because there's a lot of times I'm very confused when mm. things happen you know, certain tragedies or yeah. really good things. And I'm just like, I'm like, well, what, then what's this all for? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, Have you ever answered that question? I I don't, I feel like I have the answer, but the answer always keeps changing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Like when uh, a good example is like with my job, I went to court with this, I've told you guys this story. I went to court, I, I locked up this dude who beat his girlfriend really bad, knocked her teeth out and stuff. <laughs> He was only in jail for six weeks and they threw out his case and I was there in court and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, like literally it was one of those times I'm like, give me strength. Cause I'm like, what is like, what am I doing this for then? Mm. Yeah. Like I'm here for people to, you know, your actions have consequences, mm-hmm. good or bad. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can yeah. just do that. Yeah. <laughs> you've, said, <clears throat> you've said that to me and Zach all the time. They're like, I'm like,
3: why am I doing
2: this shit? It's, like, it's super frustrating at times. You know sure. what I mean? <clears throat> And it's just like, ah, it makes my head hurt. But I'm like, but I can't control that. I can only show up and do my best every day, which I still do.
1: Yeah. But it, but sometimes it really makes you question, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, yeah. Where are you? That me off. As far as you know, being uh, a an and I know you're kind of in between things right now, thinking about doing something else.
2: Yeah, no, dude. I'm making progress. You know, it, it's kind of my my situation. I'm kind of just like, it's like a rinse and repeat of my actions every day but i feel myself getting a little closer every day yeah you know like because when i first when i first had the question i was like all the way back here and now i'm like a little more towards the middle yeah and each day i'm just i'm getting there yeah but i just go into work you know i'm not attached to my job i'm really not i could quit yeah one day you're gonna Like, like see over that hill and be like oh that yeah there's the answer and that's the thing. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, like, I'm not attached to it. I enjoy it sometimes. And there's other right. times I'd rather watch paint dry, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not attached to it. And it was one of those things. So I'm just like, maybe today's a day. I don't know. Right. But each day, same thing Dude, I wake up, I go through my routine, you know, stretch, lift, whatever, run. And then I literally come home and I will meditate on that question. Yeah. And I just,
1: Interesting.
2: it's been a lot of just emptiness. I mean, I'm mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. looking for the answer and it's just not there. I'm like, all right, well, we'll just try again tomorrow. Maybe you have to stop it, looking for it. Maybe, you know, yeah. it's just kind of, I'm not, and I'm, not even, I'm not even looking for an answer. I'm just looking for a push in which yeah. direction I'm supposed to go. Yeah. And yeah. it's the push just isn't coming yet. But, sure. it, but I know it's coming because I can feel it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things like, like each side has my arm and they're both pulling from me right now. Yeah. But someone's letting go one of these days definitely and i'm gonna be like yep i'm going here <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but i'm okay with whatever happens because you know we still got plans we still got things to do for you sure know?
0: i think it's so interesting that you have the perspective and the awareness is what that's called is your primary question we all have primary questions yeah most of them are subconscious and each day we ask the questions and we see our world within those confines of those questions Uh, We actually do an exercise at uh, Date with Destiny with Tony Robbins where we find our primary question and then we look at it and we see how it's serving us. Because some are empowering and some are disempowering. Right, so when you find that, then what he does through a process is you actually create a new primary question. So for me, I went through this whole process and I couldn't figure out what my primary question was because I have a lot of questions. Some of them are statements. Right, and I couldn't figure out what my primary question was. And I tried some on for size and they just didn't seem to fit. And then as soon as the exercise was over and the lights came on and I looked, I just looked around and I looked over and this guy looked at me and I looked at him and my first question was, what do you think of me? Like being judged. And I'm like, is that my primary question? Is that the first question that goes through my head when I first meet people or am in an environment? I was like, "That, that shocked me. I'm like, really? Seems kind of egotistical, why would he even notice me? You know what I mean? But it's like, is that a primary question? So what Tony does is you go through this process of then saying, if, if that is, and I'm not even sure that that is the one, but it's one of them, um, then he says, okay, we'll come up with a new primary question. So I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier. And the two don't have to even correlate. So when, instead of that being my question, I consciously think through it and say, okay, my new primary question is, how can I experience more of God's love and guidance now? That's the question that I'm purposefully putting into myself. So you have, just like you have that primary question, it's not because you are you, you have to solve that problem. Right. You could bench that or even keep that in the back of your mind, but ask yourself, what could be a more empowering primary question with an automatic built-in um, accelerator into it? Like when I say it, how can I experience more of God's love and guidance now? there's already the anticipation that it's happening. How can I experience more of it? Right. You can't lose. Or with yours, you may or may not get much from it. You may never solve that problem. Will that drive you crazy or not? Yeah. So thinking through and say, okay, well, if that's the question you think it is, and I still, I guess in the back of my head, I've been mindful of it now, but thinking about the judgment side of things, what other question could you put into position of that? So when you feel that, you say, well, wait a minute here. Nope, it's gonna be this. And then see the world through that filter that sound crazy
2: no not at all it actually makes more sense you get to
0: wire you are the electrician of your life you get to wire how these switches work. exactly this isn't something that happened to you right this is something that has been a pattern like a a record and just keeps spinning and until you're aware of it which you are until you're aware of it and you say oh i got that put that record back on the shelf we're going to pull a new one out and put it on and then put the Arm down and start listening to what kind of tunes are on there. You have the choice in how you select that. It's not something happening to you. You're allowing that pattern to keep moving. Right. That's the cool part about being yeah. alive is we can do those things. We're the electricians of our lives.
2: It's very empowering. For sure. Yeah. and no, that that's something I've I've been very aware of too for a long time is like yeah everything happens for a reason and whatnot. But it's like you still like this is your life. You have control over you know, the things you do, your actions, whatever, your mindset, the way you talk, all the way down to what the freak you wear in the morning.
1: Yeah, we were talking about this the other day with, like, you're like, yeah, I was kind of, like, let it come when it comes. And I was kind of like, yeah, but some things you have to, like, just, like, make happen. And I, I kind of find myself that, like, that's a hard question to ask, like, in between that. Like, let it come, let it flow to me, or just make it happen. You know what I mean? Have you Have you struggled with that, too? I feel like whenever... I have a decision to make yeah. that will be
2: like whenever, cause whatever I do, whether I stay or leave, I'm gonna make it happen, right? Yeah. But it's, but I, I feel like I'm not gonna, I personally just feel like, and like I'm 100% behind it. I just truly feel like it's not gonna happen until something just clicks one day. Cause I'm right. filled with, I'm still filled with a ton of uncertainty. For sure. And even when I do have my answer, quote unquote, sure, there's still going to be uncertainty. There's, there's uncertainty everywhere. For sure. But I think that's also what makes it exciting. You know? I mean, I love the un- uncertainty. That's why I do these crazy freaking physical challenges. Like, maybe I roll my ankle at mile two. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like I love that. But it's, it's like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, and that's a big part of why I was really attracted to being a police officer. Just every day is something <clears throat> you never different. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now it's just you know the job's just not what i thought it was because i feel like i was was stuck on how it was like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. but now that i actually lived it i'm just like you know what man like this is where i'm supposed to be now but i I just know in my heart of hearts i'm not supposed to be here forever yeah and i'm just kind of on my way to the next thing but i'm not in a rush to get there yeah you know what i mean maybe it comes tomorrow maybe it comes into five years i don't know you know what i mean but i'm I'm ready for whenever it does it sounds like you're open to it definitely to
0: whatever and everything you're doing now is preparing you for that next level
2: for sure Mm -hmm. and i I truly believe that
0: Yep, Yep. absolutely you need to become the man that can handle the next level and that's the preparation phase you're in right now
2: i'm gonna prepare as long as i have to you know
0: it'll make sense sometime
2: that's a good one
1: dude
0: all that from that question
2: i know (laughs) that's That's pretty it's pretty crazy good one the game's
1: called how deep can you go yeah um yeah i just saw it on like TikTok, like some some people were playing with it making videos on it and i was like oh i gotta get that yeah that's know, a great idea, man need it,
2: it is. <laughs> <laughs> this could
1: be
0: its own little podcast in itself it could be yeah
1: percent. Yeah. just yeah. get up and answer questions man but uh yeah we're like we're 34 minutes in, and we haven't even introed Josh yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: you found him on the street; he's walking. We, we look hungry. The show no introduction ahead. needed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we got Joshua Gill on the show. Um, I met Josh probably five years ago at the Ninja Gym. Um, we became really good friends. We've went around the world with each other, hiking mountains. Um, he's a big mentor of mine, and now he's my business partner in the the brand new video um business and uh yeah i mean he's a really incredible really inspiring he's changed people's lives he has a hell of a purpose like what is your purpose actually
0: so my purpose is to be the ultimate warrior for god and my family and to end human suffering one soul at a time
1: yeah and i've literally seen you do that at like these events and when you're speaking and just helping people one-on-one and it's uh it's really been an honor man thank
2: you Thank you, likewise. And he was our second podcast, bro. Yeah, he, he, he was actually <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. I remember bro. that, yeah. yeah. Second good. one ever. Yeah, yeah it was yeah.
1: crazy. That, it's not on uh, Spotify, so this will be the first one on Spotify. Nice. We'll have another video too, but um, yeah, let's dive in. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Again, <laughs> yeah. Are we pulling cards this time, or do you have questions? Uh, I don't necessarily have questions, but yeah, let's dive into your story a little bit. Cool. Um, I wanna know what were you like when you were 24 years old?
0: Hmm, 24 years old. I'm trying to put myself in that position. So at age 18, started my first business. Mm -hmm. At that point, I was also going to uh, Lincoln Tech, which is a technical college out in Allentown for architectural mechanical drafting. Also worked at a restaurant. I was busing tables, valeting cars, washing dishes. Had a bunch of things going on at that time. And then moving into my 20s, just building a business at that point, I had uh, Tim Rock Landscaping. We were just doing landscaping and growing that business and running, you know, teams and all of that stuff and learning a hell of a lot along the way because I didn't have any business, you know, education. Here's your EIN, pay taxes. That's all I got, <laughs> right? And you had to figure it out on your own. It was a family business, so it made it very fun and tricky at the same time. So my brother took the the lead out in the field. I ended up being more in the office and. Just trying to build a business trying to figure this out and at 24 i really wasn't i wasn't on any kind of personal growth journey i just wanted to not fail (laughs) you know what i mean i was just on this like how can we just keep this thing running right and and so because i didn't meet my wife until i was i think 26 25 or 26. Mm -hmm. And she's really the the reason why I even started this growth journey because she had been part of a you know personal growth through her you know her business or what her passion is is chiropractic and they are very much focused on personal growth. And I'm far boy from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm just used to working with my hands. Like this is all brand new. And I I meet this German girl and she's like, you know, starts telling me all this stuff. I remember going to one of her seminars, chiropractic seminar. Um, and she's like, come along to this this event. It'll be really fun. And. They're like, it, they actually do this thing called a fire walk. And I'm like, why the hell would you walk on fire? Like, I don't get that. And I'm like, I might've been drunk around a f- campfire and tried to walk across it. Like, why, why would you put like 20 foot of coals and walk across without burning your ass? Like, how you mm-hmm. doing that? So I remember talking to my grandfather, he was alive at the time. I said, Pap, I met this girl and she's so cute. And I, I, I love her. I said, but uh, she just told me, asked me to go to this this event and they're gonna walk on fire. He goes, you out of your fucking mind, kid. <laughs> I laughed, I laugh, we laughed, and I left. That was a Friday. I left and we went to this event and I remember there, again, being a farm boy from Pennsylvania as my identity at that time, uh, going in there and there's all these uber successful people surrounded by doctors and lawyers and like all these people making hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a year. And I'm like, I'm barely scratching, right? Just making ends meet here. I'm like I felt completely out of my realm in there. And then there's guys hugging each other not because they're gay, but just because they're like, hey brother, like they're just, right. they're brothers. I never experienced that in my life. I was like, this is really interesting. I remember the one guy came over and gave me a big hug and it's like his stubble on my face, I'm like oh, oh, damn, like this, <laughs> this is just weird. So I was like, all right, I just gotta breathe through this, anyway. We go out into the parking lot, and there's all the fire department around the outside, and they're just shaking their head. And we're out there with the, they have a big drum, and they're just banging the drum. It's not like UPW where they've got like a lot of energy. Right. It's like the energy is just the drum. You just hear this this carnal drum banging, and you just you're just moving your chant, and you're moving your chant, and then all of a sudden you feel the time is right, and you go. They don't teach you how to do it. There's no cool moss involved. It's mm. just like go. And I'm like, I right, Let's do this, right? <laughs> and went across, and I was like, holy moly, I survived that. That was great. And everyone else was moving through it too. There was kids going across. People would burn the hell out of themselves too because it's not a joke. It's real. I didn't burn there, thank goodness. But uh, after that, all the firefighters are just shaking their head like, these people are out of their mind. What's wrong with these people? Why are they walking on fire? We put fires out. Why are they walking on them? (laughs) Anyway, uh, it was a very powerful event to kind of be pushed into this world of growth. And I'm like, what's the difference between me and them? I probably, when I hear their hours, you know, my wife probably works 26 hours a week. And I'm like, I work like 80 and I feel like it's not enough. <laughs> I'm like, what, what have they figured out? Right. So, this is about the 24, 26 time when I started asking bigger questions. Like, wait a minute here, these guys are making 20x what I'd ever dream of, working a lot less hours than me and seem a lot happier. Huh. What's going on here? So, I'd to go to more and more seminars with her. And I, instead of when they talked about chiropractic and they talked about you know, this concept of the power that created the body, body heals the body. This above, down, inside, out, focus in life. And I just started switching the words around from you know chiropractor to landscaper or to designer or whatever I was identifying at that time of, you know, in my life. So by spinning that around, I realized it's all the same story with just different characters, right? It's all the same having you know, abundance in, of your heart and all that kind of stuff. I think I have an abundance mindset and thinking about you know, God's grace and the power and the fact that you're just a vessel in this body you know, you were a steward of it, but there's a soul, metaphysical, a physical, man, the spiritual, and like all these kinds of things. And they just put it on such a crazy level that it, I was totally enamored by these, by the way they were talking. Their, the different ideas so I started reading and going to seminars, that's really what sparked my interest in all of this. Started reading and going to seminars and, and to events and all that, and thinking like, man, there's so much more out there. Why don't other people know this? I didn't even know this. I'm 20 some years old here and I'm barely figuring this out. So that was the start of the journey. It was about, about mid-20s when I started to ask the bigger questions.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then into the 30s and, you know, and starting a family, we had, yeah, we had kids by the time I was 30. Right. Mm. So it was, that was a, you know, a big change. Yeah. Because kids demand everything of you at the time you don't want to give it. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge switch. For sure. It was the most amazing thing yet, but it was one of the most difficult when it comes to switching up because like it or not guys we're, we're awfully selfish mm-hmm. when we have to then provide for someone else when we don't want to mm-hmm. consistently so you got to dig deep for that stuff yeah. especially in the beginning yeah
3: i've always thought being selfish it's good but i mean it, you people can view it bad but like if you invest in yourself more yeah. you know you're able to give more to other people yes. yep. you know so it's like yep. being selfish is really being selfless for Other people, you know, you take care of yourself so that you're good and then you can focus more
0: on other people. So think about it this way. If, and I'm supporting what you're saying here. So if you don't take care of yourself, you become a burden to your family because Mm -hmm. you decided to take the easy route. Is that selfish or selfless? Right. Yeah. Versus, okay, I'm going to work out. I'm going to take time for me Mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually, physically. I'm going to work out, you know, this regimen each week. And it's time for you that you're selfish, but are you being selfish or selfless? Because ultimately you'll live longer, hopefully, Mm -hmm. right, God willing, and you'll be there in a better shape for your family. Right, yeah. Is that selfish or selfless? Yeah. Which is it? I saw this thing, um, someone
3: speaking, I don't know who it was, but he said, "Um, I'll take care of me for you, and you take care of you for me.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. And I thought that, like I reflected, like, I was like, wow, I'm like, that makes so much sense.
1: You know?
2: For sure. and then getting back onto like kids, I saw, this was years and years and years ago, but it always stuck with me. Um, this guy said, um, I'm probably gonna butcher it, but it was something along the lines of, everyone says they'll die for their kids, well why not start living for them? Yeah. And I was just like, ding, I was yeah. like, that's it. Mm-hmm. When people are like, bro, well I don't have time to, you know eat right and do this because i got kids and i'm just like for sure right. and, like, and like i get it man i don't have kids but i know it's hard <laughs> yeah when when my dad was my age our age he already had three kids yeah but it's like but he still never let himself go he yeah. always you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it was just one of those things that made me wonder <clears throat> and it's just about the perspective they just flip yes. the question yes instead of that's great. You would die for them, but why not live for them too while you're here? Yeah, you know. Excellent yeah. question. That's a great one. <clears throat>
3: um, so, kind of going back, when you were 18, you started your own your first business, right? Um, <clears throat> and you were you were on your own for
0: this? No, it's with family. My brother, my father, and I. Okay.
3: Yep. Um, like, what do you what do you think with if someone were to be on their own yeah. and they don't really have someone to guide them or someone to look up to, and they have to teach themselves um, that resiliency to get their you know their business off or to get their you know whatever their dream is what do you think would be the the best way like you learning for yourself or having that person to look up to and guide you
0: all the and ha- all depends on how fast you want to go mm-hmm. there's an african proverb that says if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go that's far you really need a team mm. right right and that's not something i learned right away i started out with a family business yes but i felt like an island Most of my early career, I felt like if I would share any of my business ideas with you as a competitor, or even someone in a completely different business, that in some way you'd either judge it or steal it from me. So I had to keep it to myself. If I read it, it was mine, it was mine. I would never share it. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And when I realized that that was, it took me a long time, much longer than it should have. When I realized that if I shared it, then someone would share something with me. And then that kept going back and forth and eventually you have this whole concept that Sony talks about, you know, compressing decades into days. So what you've done in your lifetime, I haven't. You could teach me in a weekend some of the main things you've learned that puts me way ahead. So in my mind, then once I realized and started, you know, breaking this down, I say, you know what? Why wouldn't we have tribes? Why wouldn't we connect? Why wouldn't we share as much as we possibly could? That's not how I started at 18. At 18, I thought I had to just I learned it and it lived in me. And if I shared it, that it would somehow be, I don't know, mutated or taken from me. Mm. And when I realized that was the absolute wrong way. And I see a lot of business owners now. The different guys that I coach and talk to, like a lot of them, we talk about it just at the event. We talk about, you know, people being islands, especially men. The stoic, you know, pioneering mindset of like, I've got to figure it out myself. If I if I talk to you about the fact that I I feel weak in a certain area that you're gonna judge me as a weak man. And I know that's bullshit. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in an auditorium with 13,000 people around me, and Tony in the front of the room says, how many people in here have a fear of failure? first time I was ever in an event with him. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I I got that one. And then he's like, how many people in here feel like they're not enough? How many people in here, men and women, feel like they are constantly worried about what other people think about them. And I'm like, damn, he hit the trio. I'm like, that, but that's all mine. I own those things. He goes, raise your hand. He looked around, 95% of men and women's hands were up. And I'm like, you mean I don't just own that shit? I could not believe it. That was the voices, the constant chatter in my head. You're not enough. You You don't have what it takes to do this. And when I realized that's part of the human experience, not something that was broken in me, the freedom that came from that over time was incredible. But as men were told to just bottle it up, just keep it and don't cry. I remember going to funerals and watching the men around me and that was, without being said, it was, you don't cry. Real men don't cry. And I'm like, but I'm struggling here, dude. I wanna cry, like it just feels right to do this right now. But I'm like, no, stiff upper lip, keep it going. And then I felt like less of a man because I couldn't keep it that way. Because I feel my environment. I can feel people's emotions. And I thought that was a weakness, so I'd never talk about it.
2: Mm.
0: And once I realized that this is just part of the human experience, and that crying, for instance, is something that is absolutely necessary. You can't bottle that stuff, especially as a man. So to be able to build a tribe or a close group of brothers and sisters that you can be absolutely blunt, honest with, cry with them, laugh with them, be just insanely honest and vulnerable, that's when the freedom comes because everyone's struggling with the same shit, guys. Mm -hmm. They're all different ways, but the same few questions that are asked of humans, like the same few things. Am I enough? What do they think about me? Will I ever make it? To your point, like, what does this all mean? We all struggle with very similar questions that we're managing, but we all think we aren't. We think it's our stuff, that we own it, we're broken, somehow this is an unsolvable problem. This is where the suffering comes from. But when you realize, in that auditorium, when I realized, looking around at 13,000 people and 95% of their hands up and the other ones are lying, I'm like, holy moly, that was, that's a complete shift for me. That one move was a huge shift. I said, wait a minute, so if we all suffer from the same thing, why don't we all talk about it? Because my experience might help you and your experience might help me and help him, so why wouldn't we share that? And that's when everything started changing. In in my world, it started to change. I'm like, now we just need to figure out ways to share as much as we can about our experiences. And others will feel the freedom in that to finally start talking. That's why with MMA, when we do that and we, we talk about things and we get into sharing stories because people learn through
1: stories. Yeah, when he says MMA, it's not fighting.
0: No, 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 not, no, no. no.
1: <laughs> Mission mindset event. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about that, let's hit on that because I want these two guys to come to the next one and we're sure. gonna do one, one that's local in the Poconos. That's yeah. gonna be the next one, probably sure. summertime. Yeah. Um, let's talk about you know, what, what do we go through in that and you know, what's, what's the big value there? Yeah, so again, having an environment
0: where you can just speak your mind speak your heart and not feel like you're being judged, not feeling like you're less than or better than, because in my opinion, all as humans, we're all equals. Right? We're all been made in God's image, so we're all equals. And that took me a while to figure out too, because my judge always said that I was better than people when it wasn't obviously true, but that's what I wanted. I always wanted to think I had one up on everyone. Right? It was just constant chatter in my head. And once I realized that was not the case, and I'm like, wow, that changes everything, doesn't it? If we're all equals, why aren't we helping each other? I'm not trying to hold and be better than. So during the event, it's about creating an environment that's a safe space for everyone just to be able to have a conversation, a raw conversation. Mm. And we get into things like talking about what do you want your life to mean? We'll actually get into a a space where we'll start talking about writing your own eulogy. What Mm. is life, what, what do you want it to mean at the end? Your family, your parents, your wife, your kids, whatever, friends are standing in the front of the room. Your box is there in front of them. What are they saying about you? And it's not about, what do they think of me? It's what did my, my, my life mean? What well, did you stand for? Yeah. What did, you, what did you stand for? What were your morals? What, what kind of impact did you make in this world? Hmm. Right? Because that lives on forever. It does. It's a legacy. Yeah. It lives on in your children and your friends and whatever you do in life, right? So why not start with the end in mind? And then we start digging into, we obviously have a physical challenge involved. There's always a physical challenge. So you confront your saboteurs and sages. That's a whole other podcast. Getting into the devil and the angel. We all have each one. Mm. Right? I struggle with that.
2: Yeah. For Bro, sure. We all do. We all sure.
0: all do. Daily, dude. Yeah. We all do. 100%. So when's this event? We're working on the date at this point, but okay. it will be here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. We're not going to go real distance this time. Yeah, I'll if you're listening,
1: uh, just uh, reach out to me. I am Zach Day on um, Instagram. If you want to know more about the event or you reach out to Joshua, I am Joshua Gillow. Yep. Um, just, you know, say I'm interested in mis- Mission Mindset Adventure and we'll give you some more details. We'll yep. fill you in. Um, it's kind of invite only. It's not going to be like out there. We're not going to have a landing page, so to speak, yep. but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a super impactful event, and I guarantee it'll change your life perspective and your life.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not for everyone. Not. Nah. You've got to be able to come in and want to grow. Yeah. Want more from life. Because if you're just, you know, trudging along and you're perfectly happy in, in a, a nine to five vanilla world, this is going to be way too much. Because there's a lot of musicality, we're moving around a lot, there's a the physical challenge side of things. And then there's deep dive right into, into yourself, and facing fears and thoughts and things and that you've never, uttered to other people, and said out loud. Because once you say it and you name it, then you can tame it. Yeah. But if it lives in there un, unbridled and uncontrolled, it, that's that's especially the devil on your shoulder. You know, think about it. Would you guys be friends with the voice in your head? That's, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not.
2: I talk shit. I talk back to that motherfucker. Well, it
3: depends on the on who it is. Like I, I have two. I always say like the demons, little inner demons mm-hmm. that I have. Oh, I fight those motherfuckers all every day, yeah. all time. Oh, yeah. But you know, like me myself, I do I mean, I mean, I'm very complacent with myself. But yeah, those demons, like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that little thing that's saying. Don't go for a run. Get be comfortable. Yeah. Or oh, you can stay, have yeah. you can have McDonald's today. Like yeah. you, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, like you, Just you, you you treat you treat yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you it's okay. Calm. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's like I didn't get this way by doing that other stuff. Like I have to stay consistent, yes. work hard, and yes. fight those demons yeah. every single day. There's also the ego trying
1: to be yeah. better than everybody else. Right. Yeah, but all of it. There's more than one. There's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot of them.
0: Yeah. So that's that's what we play with. That's the realm that we play in, in order to dig in and figure out which with the sage and saboteur concept the devil and the angel you know there's in the devil's side for sure there's there's multiple as zach was saying but one of them is the ringleader we mm-hmm. might get into the great detail mm-hmm. here we go into great detail in those three days but one of them is the ringleader the one that kind of runs the roost the other ones are kind of subordinate to it so it's figuring out which one is your ringleader and then figuring out how to put that fucker in a cage mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's similar to the inner bitch. because oh, yeah, i of not know 100%. what that is it's very yeah, similar yeah, to yeah, that yeah, yeah. And like the really the devil and the angel, it's just a metaphor. So if you're not like religious, it's not like we go into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, no, like with that event, most of the people there were you know at least thirty years old. Like I'm normally the youngest one at these events. Yeah, and I feel like I have a responsibility to you know get you guys here and yeah. more people in their twenties. That's you know that's kind of like the purpose of the podcast. It's dedicated to people in their 20s. And yep. that's what I wanna help with, impact those people. Yeah. So it means a lot to me to get you know younger people here and make an impact when you're a younger age and realize these things at a younger age.
0: So. I can't even imagine. I mean, I'm thinking it was probably late 30s, early 40s before my personal journey really took off. Yeah. And I'm thinking, imagine if I'm 24 years old and understand this. And you guys, how old are you guys? 23, I'm 24. Yeah. If I knew what I know now at your age, how much more impact it could have on the world. Yeah. So when Zach's like, I wanna bring this to 20-somethings, I'm like, let's do it. Because the earlier you learn this, the less suffering you have in life. Mm. It's yeah. that simple. The better life you can live, how you can impact more, you get have, hopefully, a longer time horizon. And just, you, you don't have to go through that 20, 30 phase of like, I don't know what I wanna do, I'm gonna get into heavy into drugs and alcohol because I don't know where my freaking life is going, and like all of this kind of stuff. It's just like, no, what if, what if life was the drug? What if every day you could just be high on life? Yeah. Mm. You know, What if yeah. what if that could be the goal? It takes work to get there though because mm-hmm. everything else is easier. I mean, that's why people use drugs and alcohol yeah. to escape yeah. to Escape so, that. What know? if you didn't want to escape your reality? What if you loved your reality and those vices would take you backwards? Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Instead of it taking you forward and giving you rest, what if it gives you pain? That's a journey that I fought most of my life and I'm finally on the other side of that. Mm. So it's like, Holy moly, like it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it really it's crazy. But again, this are the kinds of things that we talk about and get deep into. And yeah, you, you gotta get uncomfortable in order to start seeing the truth. Cause when you, when you get uncomfortable, you finally start to be introduced to yourself. Mm-hmm. You guys know that you guys yeah. do crazy stuff, which I love. Um, so you finally get introduced to yourself. Cause I always say the best fruit is at the end of the branch is not up against the trunk where it's safe. It's when you go out to the edge and you're running crazy distances or lifting crazy stuff. And you're just like, this is insane, but I know I got it. I can definitely do this. And you just got to dig down and say, why am I doing it? Having that clear motivator. The purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah, is the motivation? Zach says that
3: all the time. Yeah. You know, like going on long runs, marathon, whatever, like if we're, whatever we're training for, like, like why, the only way that's going to get you through this is knowing why you're doing it. Yeah. Like, what is your, what is your purpose? Why you're doing this? So yeah. with you doing your marathon in five weeks, I mean, you were. I mean, you said something about your dad, right? Yeah, I said I ran it for everyone that I lost in my life. Right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which is huge. I mean, that yeah. you're going to get through that race no matter what. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know? You'll pull from that. Same thing with your yeah. grandmother and the 50-miler. Like, the 50 miler. like oh, yeah. you, you, you even said it before, like, I'm going to crawl over that finish line Yeah. if yeah. I, I have to. It
2: wasn't even, like, it wasn't an option I,
3: I, I say it a million times.
2: So I was like, I don't, I don't care how I get there. All I know is I'm getting there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. hmm But it, but like it's it's still it wasn't just like a one-time thing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my or our mindset going into whether it's the 50k or if I'm in the gym, 100%. like whatever. It's yep. it's something like continuously. I'm like, I don't care how I get there. I just know I'm getting there. Yep. You know what I mean? Every like the start point and the and the finish line. Those are the only things that are like definite. You're going to start you're, and I'm going to finish. Everything else in between, I don't even care about the details. I just know I'm, I'm
1: going here. I start here and I'm going here. <laughs> yeah. Everything else, no, yeah, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. I'll figure yeah. it out, you know? So, yeah, you're right. That why I definitely brings you. You need that yeah. why. Attach a why to everything, every goal that you have in life.
0: Yeah. And you can't lie to yourself because when you're pushing through the pain and that why is not strong enough or some bullshit why that yeah. you just cocked up to make it work, right. mm-hmm. you just stop and you look at that why and you're like, it's just not strong enough, but If I look in my kids' eyes as their father, as their role model, and I think you want to quit in front of them, or I think if you're the ultimate warrior for God, would he quit right now? Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you stop and say, what would he do? He'd do another fucking rep is what he'd do. Yeah. He'd push another fucking mile. He'd stop bitching and keep pushing. He's not dead yet. Keep him moving.
2: That's Not dead yet. That's a big one. Yeah. And I've, I've gotten to the point where, like, I mean, you you guys, have, I do it a bunch. They, they laugh at me, but, like, I, I, like, start talking shit and stuff, like, out loud. like Bro, I'm, I do it too like,
3: now. Yeah. Like, like, it just comes I, I, out. Yeah, I don't yeah, know like, what it is. But it's, like, I'm like, talking. You don't know me, son. I'm talking.
2: I'm, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm talking to him. Like, yeah. who's up here? He's, like, bro, like, just, like, Bro, I must have did it 87 times during, during that, especially during the last four miles of the, the 50. Yeah. When I'm, just, I'm like, bro, I'm like, just stop running for a sec, man. Yeah. Like, your legs hurt. And literally, I'm like, out loud, I'm, I'm running. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, there's yeah. people driving by in cars. you probably just see my mouth moving. And there's no one next to me. But I don't care. I don't give don't a fuck about what they yeah. think. But I'm like I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm like, if you don't move your ass right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah. I, mean, I love it dude you For know sure. i don't want to be like everybody else yeah that's right people look at me like i'm nuts and i'm like you know what yeah to you maybe but this is my normal so yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> you know? exactly your standard is different
1: yeah it is cool what do you think uh is like the number one skill like any human should have communication communication can you go more into that do i have
0: to
3: no <laughs> <laughs> do i have to communicate to you about yeah, this why communication
1: <laughs> what does that get you
0: I've mostly been an introvert most of my life. Mm -hmm. And I never thought communication was that important. It was, you know, I talk, grab enough, getting food, whatever, place to sleep, all that stuff, the basics. But being able to want to speak to people. You know, podcasting is not something that comes easy to me. It was a huge fear of mine. Public speaking was one of my biggest fears. Oh yeah. And the first few times were absolutely atrociously horrible, right? But what I realized is I'm not an introvert. That was my rule I get when I rule, but that's the identity I gave myself so I could, my saboteurs could run the roost and be like, yeah, you're not good enough. Like, yeah, you're, you're an introvert, you don't need to speak. But when I learned that was bullshit. What I learned that that was just some crazy complex in my own brain, And I realized that I'm not gonna be able to have the connections that I want, the relationships that I want in life, the feeling that I want of being fulfilled every day until I learn how to communicate. Because no matter how much money I would make, no matter how many projects I would get, no matter how many things I would do or achieve, there was always a hole. There was always this, this feeling of, it's just, okay, now what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And I had to figure out what that was. And what it was for me was going from always focusing on what's next to being fulfilled in what I have. I know you've probably heard that a hundred times, but actually being able to do that. And what I found throughout that journey is I needed to learn how to communicate myself, like I am here, being vulnerable being honest you know the difference between vulnerability and honest is vulnerability is you share something that could be weaponized right you tell me something like hey i did this yesterday and i tell somebody and they can hurt you with it so that's vulnerability honesty this is my wife and i we sat and had this conversation in florida and we're like because i kept using the word vulnerable she's like think about that word she's german so she thinks about these words differently she had to learn them as a second language so she looks at this and she goes, vulnerability is not what you mean. I'm like, what are you talking about? We've had this conversation, you drive me crazy with this question. Because goes, stop. Can you actually weaponize? Because if you're vulnerable, it means that you can be hurt. But if you're honest, can you be hurt with honesty and truth? It's very, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I didn't either. She blew my mind. Wow. And I was like, that's why I love her because she challenges me all the time. She's mm-hmm. like, you use this word, it's like a catch word. And everybody's saying being vulnerable as a man, be vulnerable. It's like, but what are they weaponizing against you? If you're being honest, there's no way to weaponize it. You know what I mean? They're just like we're talking today, this is honest conversation. It's on, it's going to be out for millions of people to listen to. That's honesty, that's not vulnerability. They couldn't use anything that's been said so far, at least that I've said, against me. So there's no vulnerability, there's no weakness. I was gonna say I feel like it's inverse in
3: that, like, because if you're vulnerable, you're making someone, you're giving someone that weapon to to hurt you, but it can only hurt you if you allow it to hurt you. Exactly. Like, it's really just depending on how you can take being vulnerable, and how much your ego's in
0: charge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think about that. So, this kind of communication is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Being able to be introspective, and being completely honest or vulnerable depending on the situation right uh
1: but but being able to do that well you're kind of almost saying you can almost take vulnerability out of the question because you you can't hurt me
0: yeah you can't
1: no matter what i say is
0: not going to be able to be weaponized and if you try to weaponize it it's just going to bounce off me go ahead try it like whatever yeah like i care i don't care what you think (laughs) you know i only care about what one person thinks or what one entity thinks you know Mm. what i mean i don't care about the rest of it all yeah so everything else is just an opinion. That's that's your judge that's speaking to me, nobody else. Mm. Anyway, point is that having the ability to not just have the the courageousness, the courage to speak truth, but also to have the ability to communicate. Because when you do that, you're released from prison, from this mental construct we have. Like I mentioned before, thinking that that I owned all of those those problems, where I thought that everyone, you know, I care so much about what everyone thinks. I'm a people pleaser, and that's that's just who I am, and I can't change that. And I and I'm worried about failing constantly, and I I'm always afraid that I'm not enough. Like, and I thought I owned that stuff, and when I realized through communication that everyone has that same issue, those same thoughts. Wow, but it took communication to get there, It took an honesty and a, and a courageousness to open up to that and to speak a truth. So I would say it's communication. Sure. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm gonna be a little vulnerable right now. I don't. Th- I don't care what anyone thinks about me, mm-hmm. except for my the people closest to me. Right. I would say like you guys. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't want to disappoint you guys, yeah. and I don't want to disappoint my my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's a healthy way of thinking about it, but I guess that's just that's just how I think. Like, right. I I care about <laughs> if it's not what I do. Like if I, if I can run a marathon or if I can do this, but of just dropping the ball with like taking care of myself or um, failing you guys, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I'm definitely afraid of failing you guys. Right. And that's what I guess would what is what pushes me mm-hmm. to not do that.
0: But you know, there's one level deeper to that. And mm-hmm. the really the bigger root behind that. If we, Accept the fact that we're going to fail. What we have to also accept the fact is that we may lose somebody's love. Because one of the biggest fears as humans we have is if we're not enough, that we won't be loved. Mm-hmm. Right? So if that's the case, if that is true, then that explains a lot of why we keep pushing. Because ultimately, as humans, we want love. We need to be in a tribe to survive. Mm-hmm. So if we're constantly thinking that, and we won't admit that, but maybe it's even further down than that, but think about that and see if that might be part of that movement. And not even love, like, but just be being love, being part of, that if you disappoint them, that they wouldn't need you anymore.
3: Yeah, no, I don't think like that, because I trust them so much. Like, I just have a certain, like, um, I just I want to hold myself to a certain standard for them.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and even if I do fail once, it's, it's not going to define, you know, between us.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I just have that, that that inner fear of, you know, not just not being enough, but, um, just... I'm sure
1: you do have that though. Not being enough. That was one of my biggest ones. Yeah. Like
3: wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not, it's not in like a, um, a negative way, I guess, at least for me, I don't like, mm-hmm. it's more of, um, It does. That's what gives me the drive and the push to, to be better, you know? And I trust you guys completely to where, like, I know our, our, our love and our tribe isn't going to be, um, really broken apart. Definitely. Yeah, dude, I'll
2: say, I think one, I think you need to give yourself some grace. Like, look, like put yourself in our shoes for a second, right? we're looking at you. Like, look at yourself from our perspective. And I'm sure Zach can probably say the same thing. The only way you would ever fail or disappoint us is if you failed yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're saying you wanna do all this great stuff for you and you wanna be this type of person, but then you just are a complete hypocrite about it, then we'd probably be like, all right, well, this guy's full of shit. Mm. You know what I mean? But regardless of, you know, if we sign up for a fucking 50K and you don't finish it, it's like i to disappoint us, dude. You know what I mean? I'm not oh, that, no I'm not saying with yeah. that yeah no
3: because for me i am not gonna feel that fucking. but even use it, it as a,
2: use it as a metaphor that it doesn't have to be the thing use it as a metaphor like right it's like we know who you are and and dude if you fail just being you giving hundred percent we like well fuck dude he tried we you know what? we're gonna go again exactly. you know but just give yourself some grace man like i mean believe me I get it i feel the same things but it's like I feel like the only and we're so close with each other I feel like the only way we would truly fail at this point one another is if we just failed ourselves you know maybe we didn't give our best maybe we just I wouldn't
1: even say failing I would say quitting
2: yeah difference. I think that's a good way to actually that's probably yeah. a better way to put it yep cause I
3: yeah, yeah. quitting was it, you You know we went over that with yeah. uh yeah anyway, like I was just yeah. like I was so like I'm afraid of quitting mm-hmm. ever like I just mm-hmm. don't want to quit me yeah, dude.
2: You don't want to have no what is, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of people have that same question, like the same feeling. Because, I mean, that's probably a scary feeling, bro. Imagine your time's there and you're like, I could have been. Did you fucking, did you ever hear the thing Goggins said? Yeah. About yeah, getting yeah. to heaven.
1: I, was, I just saw a deeper one on uh, like Instagram the other day. Got, he did another one, but he went like way deeper. I can't quote it, but. Yeah, yeah. but he was talking about how he stayed that fat 300 pound guy. Well, even like you get to heaven and God tells you everything that you could have been and you're yeah. like, wait, that's not me. That's what like, it was. This is what I built you for though. And you didn't do any of it.
2: Exactly. And that, and that's what he said. He was like, you know, he, his life ended. He was still just that eco lab that slamming the donuts and the shakes, like remember from the book. Yeah. And they're and God's there's like, all right, David Goggins, you know, ultramarathoner, Navy seal, air force fucking uh whatever he was i don't remember but author the flight control author public speaker running moab like 240 motherfucker yeah. ran across florida like all these different things and and that's what it was he's like well that's not it's not me mm-hmm. he's like yeah but it's what you were supposed to be right you know and it's just and bro if you can truthfully go through your life saying you know i really i did everything i could then that's i feel like that's really that it's not even about like failure or success. Did you do everything you could, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you take the risk? Did you be honest and, you know, tell that person to fuck off when you wanted to? You get anything, you know, for sure. And that's that's like the dream almost, so to speak. Definitely. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, failure is an event. And quitting is a choice.
3: Right. I think that's what I meant is not failing quitting. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. right. you're going to fail a ton. And if you're mm-hmm. not failing, you're not pushing hard enough. You're not going to win if you don't fail. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, And your destination might be you know, locked in a certain position in your head and you're thinking it's gonna be this way to get there. And you know, it's not going to be the case. It's gonna be all over the place to get there. Yeah. Just not taking your eye off of where you're heading. Yeah, And making sure that it's not ego driven because that's only gonna get you so far. You're not gonna take anybody with you. It's how the, the goal of life is how many people can I take with me on this journey and lift up and raise up as we're moving through? Yeah. How can I share everything I possibly know and have been given through, you know, my gifts through God? And how can I share as much of that throughout my life? How can I share? Because it's in the share that the magnification and the amplification happens. Oh. That's when things become just crazy. And that's that's like when you talk about abundance and all that. And you think about, it, I just want abundance for me, right? That's that's a very small world to live in. And maybe you'll get all the money you ever wanted and all that. But you, the, the, the beauty comes in the sharing of it all. I mean, like, think about it. When you get great news, what's the first thing you do? Call somebody, yeah, yeah. yeah, right? You <laughs> call somebody, dude. I this just it. happened to me. This is freaking amazing. You're like, that's awesome. You want to share it because it magnifies it. Yeah. And the same thing happens with, you know, things that you've, that you've all gone through in life. If you share with them as many people as you possibly can, just, just for the sake of sharing, the sake of giving, you're going to be blown away in a very short amount of time with how that comes back a hundredfold. And that's where the faith side comes in because in the beginning it's grueling. And then you yeah. guys are starting coaching and all that stuff. And in the beginning, it's like, you feel like you're working nonstop with no reward. That's God testing you. Are you in it for the ego? Or are you in it? Because you want to help. Because if you want to help and it's truly in your heart for that, you will go over any mountain possible because that's what you want. But if you're not getting the, the, the instant gratification of whatever you deem success, whatever rule you put around success of that, that endeavor, then you're like, oh man, I'm just the money's not flowing like I expected it to. I expected within six months, I'd have 700 people in my group. I, I thought for sure, I'd you know, doing the math and I'd be making serious bank, I could do this in no time. If that's the rule to success, that's making sure that you'll never get there because all of the winning of that rule is based on someone else. It's extrinsic. Imagine putting rules around that, that it's intrinsic, that no matter even if you don't get up that day out of bed, you still win. You know what I mean? So you, just like we talked about, God, thank you for one more day. I'm going to make you proud today. I win the second my eyes pop open. Think about it. It's, it can be that simple. And then you're like, all right, we love checkboxes and things as humans. Like to make sure we're moving forward, we get a dopamine every time we do it. Mm-hmm. Checkbox done. Good. Day's awesome already. <laughs> <You know? laughs> how much more awesomer can it be today? Right. Yeah. Things just bounce off. It's incredible how that works. But I love that you guys are so far on this journey in your mid-20s. It's really, really cool. Well,
3: I feel like I'm just beginning. I wouldn't say it's so far. Mm. I feel like I'm just beginning.
0: That's awesome. Though. The fact is that you want it. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you're willing to Absolutely. talk about it and be open and...
3: yeah. And I wouldn't, You're I wouldn't be ahead. anywhere, like with doing this type
2: of thing without them, yep. whatsoever.
0: Good, takes a try, brother. Yeah, takes a try. Yeah,
2: it's true, man. Me mean, Zach, I had talks all the time about how far Jake came over these last couple of years. Yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy to see, man. It was like, you know, Jake's here, but like he he he's gone at the same time. Yeah, you know, like he's physically here, but whoever was in him before, for sure, that, that motherfucker stayed in Monmouth, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he stayed out there yeah. So. <laughs> yeah I mean Drew definitely saw the
3: change first like when I was sitting right there um, I came back from college my first semester
2: man, yeah, I man. was
3: like 160 pounds tough. but for me like my frame that wasn't I wasn't healthy at all no. Didn't, I didn't eat for like three days didn't work out I stayed mm-hmm. in my dorm room for like three or four days at a time like you look sick man like I, no, straight, no like I know yeah dude and we were laughing about it but then yeah. I mean it wasn't a laughing
2: matter because right. <laughs> that's just how we cope that's our you know what game. I mean Like, we're, uh, yeah. we're like ha alright dude but we'll fuck like, <laughs> like you look you <laughs> like you yeah. like cheeseburger yeah. exactly yeah <laughs>
3: and um yeah, it would be like binge eating like i would eat, not eat for three or four days and then i would just fucking pick up yeah. it was crazy it was the weirdest thing i had body dysmorphia it was weird mm. definitely depressed but i was de- in denial with being depressed because i was like I yeah and i was like i'm not depressed like, i'm good i'm still living but deep down i was like i had no purpose i had no yeah. no direction i had yeah. you know um and you know these guys just doing uncomfortable things doing things that you don't want to do is kind of what got me to you know, finding who I am. Like, like you said, being uncomfortable is where you can finally truly yeah. understand yourself and get yeah. to
1: see your true self. Yeah. And now there's the ripple effect going on with your brother, We ran a half marathon. And my, and my dad, my dad's yeah. doing a
3: marathon too. Exactly. I love it, I love it. And mm-hmm. like he, he even said, he's like, I've always wanted to do a marathon. He's like, it's always been on my bucket list. Yeah. But like, if I didn't do this, then would he really tr- like check that off? Like, would he really have the, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'm just yeah, glad man. that he's doing
2: it. Did your dad late? Not late. No, he, he was pouring it out to us on New Year's, man. I know. I mean, you know, it might have been a alcohol, liquid courage a maybe, little, but, Yeah, but he said pretty much exactly what you just said. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, man, he's like, I've always wanted to do this, yeah. but I never did it because X, Y, Z. But now seeing you guys do this, he's like, yeah. he's like, I got to.
3: Yeah. And, and that's what like, gives me the inspiration to keep yeah. doing it. It's well, like that's why we're doing
0: this. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so often people will come to you on your journey and say, dude, how'd you like, how do you get other people to do stuff? Like I'm trying to tell my brother, my mother, my friends, my whatever. Like they just won't listen. I keep trying to tell them that just do this or read this book or go get uncomfortable, take an ice bath. And they're like, no way, man. That's the problem, right? We, we want to tell people mm-hmm. how to do it. And no one wants to listen. They feel judged. They feel like they're being told what to do. Nobody likes to be told or dictated to. So to your exact point, be the model. Just own it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. And others are going to come around like, what is this guy doing? Like, seriously, like, Mm -hmm. holy moly. Like, I remember him before and now I see him now. How'd you do it? especially right. when it's family right it mm-hmm. feels completely different you're like oh, whoa sure. wait a minute when did my dad start looking up to me exactly <laughs> <You know laughs> no because like that they is. gave yes. me so
3: much <laughs> in my life like they did yeah. everything for yeah. me yeah. and now that I'm able to give to them too it's, I'm like it feels oh, amazing, man, it? It's feel, oh it feels awesome yeah. I
1: love it mm. um, yeah it's, it's awesome. amazing um, so you're doing all these amazing things and you're obviously very skilled and talented and you're inspirational what do you think your biggest weakness is
0: my biggest weakness right now i'd say my biggest weakness is chasing shiny objects
2: mm-hmm.
0: i see the opportunity in everything everything mm-hmm. i see an opportunity in it so then i have to now and i am actively working on this is yes management because i uh, there's just so many opportunities when you have an abundance mindset all you see is opportunity everywhere yeah and you're like, I could do that, I could do this, I know exactly how to do this, I'll put a team together and build this and all this kind of stuff. And then you stop and you're like, but why? Does it further the mission? Mm-hmm. And that's been the bigger question now that I've been managing, does it further the mission? The answer is no, the answer is no. <laughs>
2: you know what I mean, it's very yeah. simple.
0: But then there's also looking at it saying, man, I can make a difference there, I can really help those people.
3: Would you, so, say, would you say it's controlling your ambition? For or me, or would, trying to like funnel your ambition towards
0: Yeah. For me it was managing the achiever in me. Mm. Right. And and as a child, at some point I did something and my father patted me on the head, said good job, son. I said, I need to do something else to achieve. Another happened again, boom. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I get it, you know, I get love and attention when I do this. And an achiever was born. So that serves you well. You build businesses, you do all of these things, but it can also run your ass hard. Like there was, not so long ago, Zach and I have had this conversation, not too long ago, and I'm like, all right, well, starting all these companies, doing all these things, and you stop, and, and it was my coach, he's like, okay. You ever hear the story of Alexander the Great? I said, well, yeah, he conquered the known world. He goes, yeah, what happened after he died, or after he uh, conquered the known world? Well, after he's got everything he could probably, he couldn't go any higher, what, what happens next?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, he Became depressed. <clears throat> Got syphilis and died he just went back to trying to be happy indulging and eventually killed him because he had no more shiny objects to chase mm. so that's really put me in a position now to start really asking the bigger questions in life and saying okay why are you doing this you know you can do it you know that whatever you put your mind to you guys have talked about this you said I'm going to make it and there's no fucking way I won't make it it might take longer than I expect. It might be less time than I expect, but I will not stop until I get there,
3: mm-hmm.
0: regardless of what it is. But why is that important? And now with my kids being 13 and almost 16, I feel that time slipping out of my hands to be that model in their life. And that every time I'm away from them is time that I don't have to influence where they're going. So with kids, that changes the entire perspective. So now I'm like, okay, so... If that's the case, my achiever, I know I can achieve, I'm pretty good at that part. Now, what does it mean to not achieve? Who's Joshua Gillow when he's not achieving? And I'm in that process of learning that right now, Hmm. of moving through that, like, all right, so who are you without all the achievement? What if you're not allowed to start another business or not allowed to do all these other things for the next year or whatever, or travel as much as you were? What if you make a rule to yourself, no one else is dictating this, make a rule to yourself, that you aren't gonna do those things anymore. And now you're gonna start focusing on what you have and being appreciative of that instead of thinking the next thing is gonna give you more and more fulfillment and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big shift for me, an identity shift because I'm an achiever. That's what I do. But now I'm not. It's very interesting.
3: I never even thought about it with that because I'm like that's what we're doing right now. That's from the stage that we're at. Mm-hmm. So, like It's just achieving, trying to yeah. chase that next goal. How? And you said that you're struggling with it. In what, in what way, how were, like, how were you struggling with this? I
0: was struggling with the identity side. You know, we, we, we assigned our own identities and then we'll fight to, our, to the death to keep that identity. Mm-hmm. Right, and for me, and I didn't even know these words at the time, but I, I, did, I just always felt like I had to keep going. I had to keep proving to someone or something or myself that no matter what I say I can do, I can do it. Mm-hmm. There was just this deep carnal need for that. And, and through a bunch of events that I've been to and digging deep into this, I started realizing that it was the achiever and that's one of my saboteurs believe it or not it can be a sage and it can be a saboteur at the same time so it wears the same outfit but it will stab you in the back and give you food at the same time so it's a matter of managing that and be purposeful with that and understanding that when your purpose is clear and your why is defined then it's a matter of okay does this solve that problem does this support that mission or does it not and that like i said the The achiever is a very powerful part of our identities, especially as men. You know what I mean? We want to achieve, we want to build, we want to grow. We want to prove to the world that we've got what it takes. But when you say prove to the world, is it proving to your ego? Is it proving to someone in your family? Is it proving to what? Is it for attention? What is it for? You know, and for me, that's where spirituality dovetails so beautifully into it because it answered a lot of the questions that I thought I understood, but most of it was ego. Most of it was ego. Mm. I had to face that and be like, no, this is all really for me." And I went through a process. First time that I did UM was, you know, I went in there like, everything's cool, man. Everything's great. And, you know, I'm like, I'm a great family guy and I'm always there with my kids and all this. And, you know, I've got all these businesses and blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, you know, the, the, it's all men. So they called me out of my shit. And we what we do there is we actually assign a, a name to the saboteur that is your primary saboteur. And in mine, they named me Captain Bullshit. And I'm a guy that is very much a man of my word. I've always been that way. I say I'm gonna be here, I will be there. And I say it, it's done. If I don't say it, it doesn't get done, simple. Like if life was that way for everybody, the world would be a lot simpler. And that's, that's my rule is that's how that works. And what I found is through this process is that I was showing up physically with my family. Like I was always at the games. I was always like going to do these things. But I wasn't spiritually there present. I was on my phone. I was thinking of the next project. I was thinking the next shiny object. Right? And I was well, physically there. Captain Bullshit. I was bullshitting myself mm-hmm. and everyone around me. Mm-hmm. None of them felt it. I've asked them afterward, and none of them felt. They're like, yeah, you're always here. But I'm like, but I'm not here. I couldn't remember anything you told me or what we did. Because I'm somewhere else. I'm here. I'm checking the box. But I'm not actually here to be present because presence is the only thing that's real everything that happened yesterday and anything that happened tomorrow is a a construct of your mind this conversation now is the only this is the only thing that's real right now the only thing that's real Mm -hmm. that's the crazy part right and once i realized that i was robbing from my family from my ego that's when it all shifted for me it broke me to my knees brother it broke me to my knees I was going to ask how you've been dealing with this transition. Like what are some
3: of the things you've been doing? But I, mean, I think you just answered it right there. It's just being more present in present, the moment, present. being
0: in the right now. Yep. And, and looking at the, uh, my time, you mentioned earlier about not having enough time. Like, oh my God, I got so many things going on. You make priority of what you find priority. You make time for your priorities, whatever they are, whether they're good or bad. Whatever you think is important, you'll put time into it. And Whatever you don't, you won't. It's that simple. So if your body's a priority to you, you'll put time into it. If it's not, you won't. Simple. So for me, it's it's now it's a transition from going of Josh the the achiever who is looking for more shiny objects. How can he prove to the world that he's worth it? All of those kinds of things that he that he can't be knocked down to Joshua, the family man who now values presence with his family as number one. Like right after we're done here, I'm gonna go over and pick up my son. He's like a mile a mile away over here. Faith Christian. And then I go back, I drop him off, and then Jacob and I are gonna head down and do our first time of open volleyball down in Forks Township. He wants to play volleyball. I'm like, that's it, phone's in a truck, off we go. Let's have some fun, let's figure this out. But making purposeful time for that. And Mm -hmm. it's not easy because I'd rather be building stuff, growing things, making money, doing stuff. But I know that if I continue that, I will be an alone, very unhappy, fully regretful old man. And I will not allow that to be my story.
3: So you're not gonna let this whole thing take over. You're still gonna be the Achiever, Josh the Achiever,
0: but you're also
3: gonna be Josh the Family Man. Correct. It's all about it's managing your time or managing
0: what you do in your day-to-day. It's being purposeful, not just letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Purposeful is the key word here. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. Yeah. Cool, so we gotta wrap up, I know. Um, I guess last question, and first of all, I am Joshua Gill on Instagram, Josh. Joshua Gill on Facebook. Anything mm-hmm. else you wanna shout out? Um, you have your Outer Spaces
0: podcast? podcast. Yeah, just go to Outer Spaces podcast on any pl- podcast platform, you'll find us there. Mm-hmm. Where we just we get to do, interview some of the coolest people and some of the neatest things that are happening, so.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um so you're talking to, you know, 20-year-olds. What piece of advice do you have for us? Anything? Oh, boy, it's a good one. I have a whole
0: list, but um if I could go back and give myself one piece of advice when I was 20 some years old is to Realize that your ego is in charge now. It's that part of life. And that the second you let go and you surrender to a higher power, whatever you want to call it, is when your life will start beginning to grow and be. That's all I gotta say because everything that I just said, everything that we're talking about is only words moving through us. Mm -hmm. That's it. None of it's logical. emotional that's why first couple of questions are typically logical and after that you start getting into the hard side of things where it's a free flow Mm -hmm. you feel each other as opposed to just trying to listen so that's what i would say
2: well if you're listening thanks you made it this far (laughs) Uh, (laughs) catch you on the next one